From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us older, better, faster, stronger. Well, if you guys were in the studio right now, you can see me doing my thing. You know, I used to be able to move a little bit, you know, whatever they call that, break dance, whatever. You know, my son is crunking now. But anyway, what I'm doing now is I am hosting Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And I believe his name is... Oh, no, no. But hold on. Cut that mic. I don't want to hear from Fan Man. I don't even want to start the show off like that anymore because... I got some problems. I, 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 I said I was going to relax, so let me stop. Let me, let me relax a little bit. You're talking about breakdancing? But, but, but I, I listen, I want the public to understand what? that Fan Man is out of control. Fan Man, hold on, please. I got to yeah. say this. I, I am experiencing what it must be like for NFL management to deal with a prima donna, a player that you just can't control, a me player. I mean, I got a co-host who is now the number one co-host in the world, and all of a sudden now, the rail of sports is all about fan man. I, I mean, I got a guy that doesn't even, he doesn't even come to work. He doesn't call in, no, no show, no call. You know, what about the team, fan man? This is supposed to be, what's, what's going on? We got to address this on the air, fan man. Well, right now, Ray, I, I'm a... Uh, fan I'm, man, I'm you said you forgot about a show. What? I'm taking breakdancing lessons in Hawaii. See, Fan Man can't even take the show serious. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to listen to the show. I need you guys to email me, Ray Ellis at Ray Ellis Sports. We got to do something about Fan Man. He, he has just gotten too big. He's, he's out of control. You know what he did? He called me one week and said, I forgot about the show. Fan Man, the number one fan in the world. Have forgot about Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice American Network. But that's okay, fan man. I was just I was just talking out loud. You know, some thoughts were going through my head. But welcome back. What's happening in uh, you gotta, California? You got to bring your thoughts out on the air and let people know how you really feel about your number one co-host fan man. <laughs> and I've been holding out for more money. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually saying to myself, I feel like I'm an NFL player. And I need to be paid what I'm worth. I need to be paid more attention to. I need to be, I need to have every thing at my disposal immediately and this is what i want this well, is not sitting in a cramped stupid studio in some old building i want to be i want to be on the beaches i want to be sitting there saying to myself wow this is great you see what happens to me and you help me see what happens this is what happens when all of a sudden somebody comes out of nowhere they come out of a small school they're not that good you know they're almost like those patriot fans up there you know they they cheat all the time in order to become good he kind of rolled. He got, you know, as a matter of fact, speaking of Patriots fans, I, I, I have a, a, a boss here who's the president of Voice America Radio. I asked him for a piece of paper. I, I need to, you know, take some notes down. He gave me a cheat sheet. I didn't ask for a cheat sheet. I asked for a piece of paper. You know, and th- these people, you know, what, what, I don't know what happens. You know, you got a guy like Fan Man. I was saying you, you try to, you know, work with him to try to make him, you know, a good radio host. He all of a sudden becomes the number one radio host in the world, and I can't control him anymore. 
I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I love cheaters, and I love people like that. They move me. They motivate me. You're I love up your roots. You're losing it. I'm not coming back until You're I get losing what I want. I need to be, I need to be welcomed. I Fan need man. to have that attention toward me. Fan I man. also need to have the paycheck to go along with that before I go out there and give my talent. Fan man, you are not, listen, fan man, you're just not representing, particularly, you, you told me that you're a Philadelphia fan. Listen, Philadelphia fans are not fickle. Philadelphia fans are blue-collar fans. They don't worry about the money. They just play the game. They just do their job. So, listen, I'm just going to roll into this, and hopefully you'll just do your job. You know, because I want to say this. It's the time of the year. It's time for football players to get their stuff together. It's time for baseball players to get their stuff together. It's time for basketball play. And speaking of basketball. Yeah, basketball. I love basketball. I mean, everybody wanted a great... I mean, I think America, because what's happening right now with the economy and all that time and stuff, that kind of stuff, we need something that's going to fire us up. And you know what? Sports is the ultimate glue that brings us all together. And right now, I don't think you could ask for a better... Se- I said it was going to be this way last week. I don't think you could ask for a better championship than the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, that's one of the, the long, drawn-out, um, um, what do you call that, uh, fights in the NBA, uh, the, the matches, uh, the best matches in the NBA with the Celtics and the uh, Lakers. And, and to be honest with you, even though I'm in Los Angeles and I just flew back from Hawaii last night, uh, tending to my other homes that I have here in the Newport Beach area, I, um, I had to come back and pay my gardeners because, you know, I couldn't get the check through the bank, so I dropped the bank. But anyway, that's another thing because uh, that's a personal situation. Oh, you know, really, really what I'm looking at is I'm looking at for Boston to kick the Lakers' ass and kick Kobe Bryant and bring those people down. Who do they think they are? I sit here and we'll watch Los Angeles TV and how great they are. And last year Kobe was leaving the team and you guys suck and you don't help me and you don't defend me. And now they're all buddies. Well, listen, I, I, I've got to say this about Kobe Bryant. And I'm not even going to give the credit to Kobe Bryant. And somebody's got to help me out here because I'm having a football moment. You know, I've been hitting my head too many times. But last year, Kobe Bryant was a part of a, a USA team of which they were preparing because I believe they're going to play the, in the Olympics someday soon. And he was a part of another dream team. But that dream team, you know what that dream team had? That dream team also had a dream coach, of which right now I just can't remember what the man's name was. I but thought what that he, team was a nightmare team. No, that night that was not a nightmare team. Because let me tell you something. Not only was that team a great team for Kobe Bryant, that team was a great team for other players that played on that team who went into the NBA season this year with a different mindset because of the fact they understood what it was like to play with great players and, and how to share the ball and how to make your other teammates better. And because of Kobe's experience with that team last summer, I think that made his team better. Kevin Garnett was on that team. I think he understood what it was like to come in and to kind of diminish yourself so that the other people could rise and your teammates around you, you would make them better. So I, I just really think that we got what we expected to get based upon these guys being a part of a team and able to bring that back to their current teams and make them better. And now we're going to have the two best teams in each division playing for the NBA championship. And I got to say this, I think the Boston Celtics are going to win it all. Well, Ray, I believe, I believe that the Boston Celtics are going to win it also. And I'm, one of the questions that I have in my head is I wonder how Shaq is feeling right now, sitting in Phoenix in all that heat. 
sitting well, down. Well, listen, I, 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 you know, one thing, well, one thing you can say about later. Shaq. Listen, huh? here's, here's what you got to say about Shaq. Well, what do I got to say? Shaq was brought to this team, you know, as, as time gets catches up with you. And if you are a, a superstar like Shaquille O'Neal was at one point in time, was. believe me, they get their money out of you. What they have to do is they have to diminish your role. You have to go from being the, the number one to perhaps maybe the third or the fourth option. And, and that's what they didn't realize here. All of a sudden, when Shaq came here to the Phoenix Suns, which I thought they would be a better team with Shaquille O'Neal, perhaps they might be next year, but Shaq does not become your number one option. You don't now come down and slow the game down to try to throw the ball. No, Shaq has other attributes where he can contribute to the team. He can clog up that middle. He can get some rebounds. He can block some shots. You know, he can score some points, but you don't now – gear your offense around Shaquille O'Neal. And particularly... Oh, hey, Ray, let, me, let me ask you a question. It seems like every time I turn around, it's either the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Celtics, the New England Cheetahs. I mean, what's going on up there in Boston? They're winning all these championships and nobody else is winning anything. Well, I will what get... Well, what, that we don't have in L.A. or Phoenix or Philly or Miami or Dallas. I mean, what is going on? Ray, you know it all. Tell us. Tell well, us. Let me just, I need to know. Well, let me say this, fan man. Yes. One thing about those Boston people is they are great fans and they're great fans because they have supported their teams for so many years and those teams have brought them and delivered championships now it's interesting you say that because we have a Boston Celtics team that last year was in last place they were the worst in the league they were terrible let me ask you a question how do you turn a team like that around that they're at the bottom of the barrel they win 12 games lose 67 now they're in the NBA championship how do you do that how, you have how's a, that done with, with coaching and motivation right how, listen you how have a gym how that's done because I need that for my personal my personal thing here to motivate myself fair man slow down slow down I'm excited whoa, whoa. here's what happened they had a GM who had some pretty big size gonads to you know had the you know what it takes the big ones to to pull the trigger to get the people in they needed they had the right coach who had the right personality who could you know connect with the team who could motivate the team who understood that those guys had to again become team players in order to win all these guys the big 3 those the big 3 that is playing in this championship series for the Celtics they understood, you know, that, hey, Ray wants a championship, you know. Uh, Kevin Garnett wants a, a championship. Pierce wants a championship. And it's like, okay, what's more important, for me to win all these individual accolades or for me to win a championship? And it's more important for them to win a championship. And that's what they truly are playing. Well, they, they have one goal. Isn't that what it's all about in sports is to win the championship? It's not supposed to be about Ray Ellis or Fan Man, but it is now about me because I do want, I, I know what I want. You know yeah, what I want. Okay. You know what's on the table for me. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. You know, it, it's, but, I will come around sooner or later and I will be part of the team and I will make this radio show the number one radio show. I will be there for you and Voice America Sports. Fan man, you know, but 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 before you are there for me or for you're here before you're here for the radio station, you have to first stop and think about you. You put you first because you didn't first. show up I'm a few one. times. You didn't show. But listen, that's OK, because now as a fan, you as a fan are acting like some players act and they have to put they have to go through that me thing first. Well, you know, but, you have to treat me with respect, right? You know who I am? I am the guy who brings the ratings. <laughs> I bring the listeners. I bring everything to hey, the this show. Is just, and I need to be put on a pedestal. I need to be praised. 
Hey, this show, I already said it was going to be, um, we were going to submit this to Comedy Central. So that this, this show is just a joke because <laughs> Fan Man has truly lost it. But as I we talk about crazy. As anyway. we talk about those Boston Celtics and what they've done, they, they truly have, you know, demonstrated to how you can go from last to first. The Dallas Cowboys have done it. They, they, it wasn't, this isn't the first time it's ever been done. But it certainly is something that other teams that are out there that have been suffering, it's one of those things where you think about as a player. Now, let me give you this as a question as a fan, fan man. Yes, Ray. If, if you were a player and coming out of college or a free agent, would you want to go to a team that was struggling and, and, and perhaps maybe didn't have a winning tradition and, and you wanted it to be all about you turning the team around? Or would you want to be part of a, a winning tradition, a team that just needed, you know, one player uh, that was in playoff contentions and you could help get them over the hump? Or should it be all about, no, this is a terrible team. I need to go there to make this team much better and then it will be all about me. Well, I like to be like Matt Leiner, you know, coming into the Cardinals, uh, the Pigeons, and, and coming in as the, as the guy who's going to turn the team around, a losing team for the last 49 years. And I like to be the guy that comes in there, and this is what I would like to do, come in there and motivate these guys to be a winner because I'm a winner. When I come in to that training camp, I want them to surround me and know that this guy, me, is going to take them to, to, the, to, the, to, to, the, to the land that they deserve to be in. Hey, hey, fan man, you're going to have to hold on because I want to continue to talk about that. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. That's fan man. And, of course, we'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. 
Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And uh, Fan Man, of course, is uh, glad to be back. And we're glad to have Fan Man back. Thank but, you, you know, uh, Fan Man, I, I just, you know, I want to emphasize and reemphasize and reemphasize again. I do not believe that Matt Liner is the answer here in Arizona. I'm sorry. You know, he may have been a winner. You can be a winner at different levels. That doesn't guarantee you to be a winner at the next level. And I just don't believe that he has what it what it takes. Now, it's interesting because there's some other people out there that also coaches believe don't have what it takes. You know, some of those players, like Travis Henry, as a matter of fact, was that go by the Denver Broncos. You know, he, he was a running back that Shanahan didn't believe that, you know, he had the commitment. Now, many times, coaches will make decisions about players and what they interpret as a player's commitment. And sometimes they're not on the same page as the players. Like As an example, let, let's, let's jump down to what's happening in Miami right now. And, you know, you got Jason Taylor, who is a great defensive end. I mean, the man has been a six-time Pro Bowl. He's been an NFL Player of the Year. And, you know, he's a latter part of his career. And I guess Parcells could possibly, the big tuna could be questioning his commitment. And they haven't committed to, to Jason Taylor. So Jason maybe, you know, feeling like, you know, he got snubbed in a meeting. Maybe he wants out. But let me just give an inside perspective to this because it happened to me. Whenever there's a change of ownership and a new coach that comes in, if I was sitting with Jason, I would say to Jason, yes, you have been a great football player. You've been a great football player for the coaches that have coached you at this level at the National Football League and before when you were in college. But now there's a new guy in town, and he's not sure of where your commitment is. So he, he's not aware of that. So it's the old Janet Jackson kind of thing, what have you done for me lately? You've got to come in and earn the respect of Bill Parcells. Now, I, I believe this yeah, is... Yeah, but Jason Taylor already... Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jason Taylor already has the respect of a lot of people in the NFL. Fans alike, players alike, coaches around the league. But and so the, the big tuna comes in, and now this guy has to start all over again and earn his respect? Hey, here, hey, I don't hey, understand man, that. What, 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 what is that about? Here's what I'm telling... I'm trying to give you a perspective of what it's all about. I don't know what that perspective and, is, and, because the guy's well-known. He's a great football player. Well, here's what it... But, but listen... Bill Parcells comes in, he wants to establish his culture and his environment. Now, what I think the mistake was made, because like I said, I think it happened to me. When he came in, I think that Parcells, you can't, I mean, you just don't, as players, you just don't walk up to the front office and decide you're going to have a meeting with the GM, okay? You don't do that. You I do that your, all the time. Well, you do that. That's why you're, that's why you're a fan man. You're the number one fan man, right. okay? But in reality it doesn't happen like that and when people do things like you do that's why again anybody interested in a job railers at railersports.com <laughs> what happens it, it it creates controversy and but jason yeah, taylor ask you a question here yeah, let's go back to the matt liner thing you know matt liner sat out most of the year last year and you know i know he's he's uh he's such a superstar here in southern california usc and blah 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 but you know what he didn't play most of the year. He hasn't proven anything to anybody. Um, Jason Taylor has proven a lot to a lot of people, but this guy hasn't proven nothing to nobody, this Matt Leinard. And then Coach Wisenhunt of the Arizona Pigeons makes Leinard the starting quarterback, and he hasn't proved the damn thing. Okay, I don't but understand that. Hey, fan man, what please they did is they made an investment. Here, here, listen, here's a guy, Kurt Warner, I, and I'm, I'm a Kurt Warner fan. 
But they look at Kurt Warner, perhaps maybe he's on his last few years. That's why the guy from Penn State may be coming in here and, and may do something. I, I'm not sure. Okay, but also, when you got a guy like Matt, they made an investment in Matt. They're trying to get a return on their investment. When you talk about Jason Taylor, again, they decided to go a new direction. And what Parcells is trying to do, he's trying to establish his team. And I think what I he should have done, if it were me, I would have called in my so my, I mean my superstars. If I have it and I only have one, I would have come in. I would sit down with him. I would ask him to give me his impression of what's happening here with this team. What went wrong with this team? What do we need on this team? Let's talk about it. And I would have sat with him and and collectively we'd have come up with something. It would have been a meeting of the minds, but at least I would establish a relationship yeah, but right, with him. Right. See, that's why you would be a great coach. See, no, that's, that's why I'm working coach. here, having a great and time, because player. I'm doing what I love. I don't want to do that, because when you do that again, there's somebody else who's going to tell you, you know, you got to do it their way, you know. And I like to do it my way, the way you and I kind of do it, except, you know, there's a battle here, too. And I'm just saying, when there's a battle, the one who has full control can actually take control. And that's why Jason finds himself in somewhat of a compromised position right now because he's like, man, I'm a damn good football player, and this guy's treating me like I'm, I'm he's crap. garbage, right. Yeah, that's exactly. He shouldn't be treated like garbage. He should be treated like re- with respect. And, and, and I think that Parcells basically, you know, like you said, bring him in, talk to him, say, hey, what, what's wrong with the team? What do we have to do to improve the team? Because I respect you. You're a great football player. You know, I, look at Pac-Man Jones. Let's go into him. Pac-Man Jones is thrown out of the NFL last year for going to strip bars, big deal, doing whatever he was doing, having fun in Las Vegas. And now he's Dallas, and now the NFL has reinstated him partially. I don't know what partially reinstated means. Does that mean he has to be a good boy while he's in Dallas, that he has to go to church every Sunday? Hey, 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 he watch that boy stuff. Watch that, that boy stuff. The, uh, strip bars and still party, and, uh, and there's more strip bars in Dallas than any other city in the country. Well, I will say this to you, fam, man. You're exactly right. You know, it's 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 kind of a you know a little bit of this way and a little bit of that way. Well, okay, here we, this way. I, I'm confused with the NFL now. Well, it is because you got a model guy. You got a model guy, Jason Taylor. I mean, what else can you do to keep the Miami Dolphins, you know, at the forefront of the news media besides being on this little dance show? I don't even know what it's called, but. Because of Could that, teach me how to dance or something. I don't know what it is, but because of that, the Miami like Dolphins, the their, their, their team is in the forefront of everybody's conversation. Because I'm sure, I mean, a lot of women are watching it. The NFL is trying to attract women. He's a nice-looking guy. I guess he's can dance. He's got a few moves. There's a few ball players out there. And speaking of moves, and I've always said this, guys, if you if you want to find out if you got a big man that can play ball, he better be agile. He better be quick on his feet. And I think Jason Taylor has some of that, and it proves Maybe he Jason can. Taylor will end up so you want to dance well i'll tell you what J- uh, jason taylor should end up is here in arizona we, yeah, we, 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 we see him a nice ass because i think a lot of women like him what the That's heck women watch football man we're t- tight uniforms <laughs> hey well listen let, 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 okay let's move on because you said something about jason taylor and you compared him to pac-man now i, I just want to say this about pac-man I, i'm not sure why it is that the dallas cowboys can work a back door back room meeting back door room or whatever the heck you want to call it they're able to get together somehow, have a conversation with the commissioner. And I don't know if, if, if everybody was able to have this conversation with the commissioner about Pac-Man Jones possibly being reinstated, or was this just a conversation where did Dallas have his rights somehow? I mean, I don't understand how the Dallas Cowboys move themselves to the forefront of that conversation. Well, and if hey, right, you ever hear the term kissing ass? No, I haven't. Oh, is yeah, that something new? Is, is that something? Ass in your entire life. Is that something new? Yeah, it's something new. It's whether you go and kiss somebody's ass 
and rub shoulders and pat him on the on the butt and say sweet things and get what you want. Well, it seems to me like now think about this though. Yeah. I guess the Dallas Cowboys they get what they want and they want they they wanted the Super Bowl. They got the Super Bowl. They want to win a championship, and so now they're trying to get some players that could possibly put them in a better position. And one of those players is Pac-Man Jones. I mean, come on, man! How in the world does this kid find himself in a position that he could play on the Dallas Cowboys next year? I just want to know that. Now I know I, I, I think don't know that too. I just say kissing ass because I can't come up with anything else. But you know, Tennessee got screwed out of Pac-Man last year. Yeah, and then well, Dallas is going to Dallas is going to you know get him and he's going to play and I know he's going to play. Partially reinstated tells me that he's going to be reinstated or he is already reinstated or however you want to term these these words that make no sense to anybody because nobody understands what partially reinstated means. Uh, well, I'll tell you I'm what partially confused. Here's what partially reinstated means. It means I have your three million dollar check in my hand. Oh. And I'm waving it in front of you, okay? Mm-hmm. You do that, you get nothing. You do this, you get your $3 million. So do you think Pac-Man is out of money from all the titty bars he's been to and strip bars and he needs more money? Do you think that's what, what it is? Or do you think, do you think he told her his mother said, hey, grow up? Well, I don't know if he's out of money, but I, I can believe that, that, uh, that Dion told him to grow up, that T.O. told him to grow up, and that Jerry Jones told him to grow up, and then Jerry Jones showed him a $3 million check, plus maybe, if you grow up. Wasn't he, wasn't he driving an orange Lamborghini in Tennessee? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure what he was yeah, driving, he was. but, you know, whatever he was driving, he could afford to drive, because if he couldn't, they would have taken it back from him. Now, that's right, it would have been repoed. So that's, a, that's all I'm saying, but, but, but again... about Dallas, Ray. Uh, they just signed uh, uh, Terrell Owens with a $27 million ex- uh, contract extension. Okay, so this is... A, that's what, that, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Yankees back in the... This reminds me of the Yankees back way back when I used to read about these guys. I guess they had guys that hung out, that partied, that drank... But they showed up and they played ball and they won championships. And Parcells is trying to say, listen, I want to win championships. He, again, he's one of those guys almost like me, but I believe in, you know, there's a certain image of which you try to maintain. But he's one of those guys where he's, he's the new Al Davis of football. He just wants to win. Well, and I he, kind of agree with you because he's spending a lot of money now getting Pac-Man Jones and they got that quarterback and they have, uh, they have the wide receivers. They have everything ready to go to uh, possibly uh, take on the New York Giants next year. Well, well, they're certainly going to have to fight the Giants in that division because the, yeah. the Giants still rule that division. The Giants got the Super Bowl trophy. So, yeah, the Giants is the team to beat. But it's just amazing to me how such a contrast. you got a kid up here like Jason Taylor who seems to be the model athlete, and Parcells is kicking him to the curb. And then you got a guy over here who's making it rain, and he's being welcomed. You well, know? you know, Parcells was in Dallas, and I, he did turn the team around a little bit, but not as – I think what Jerry Jones wanted, and I think Jerry Jones kicked Parcells. I think Parcells is getting too old to coach football. I don't think that Parcells, the big tuna, knows how to communicate with these young players. Now, 10 years ago, he did. But now, today, I don't think he does, because he's taking Jason Taylor as a prime example of this and kicking him around like he's a soccer ball. And it's well, not fair to Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor's done a lot for that team, and he's been on a losing team. He, I think Jason Taylor needs to say to the big tuna, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm going, well, you know what? I'm going to a team that's a winner. Go to a team like uh, like Dallas or Philly. Go to a team where he's going to be respected, bring more fans in, make everybody happy, and give them the money they richly deserves. 
Well, he he definitely, you know, deserves better treatment than what he has received, you know. But again, I think Parcells is just trying to establish an environment around there where it's going to be a no-nonsense. He needs somebody who, I remember one time we were in the locker room and John Spagnola comes into the locker room. I'm going to have to share this with you on the other side, but I'll tell you the John Spagnola Buddy Ryan story <laughs> after oh, we take this Ryan. break. Hey, You're listening you to Atlanta Sports now. on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host. to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man Yousef. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Di, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Di, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Famine, let me just get back to where we were just before we went to that commercial break okay. and, and i started to tell my my buddy ron and john spagnola story you know and i i gotta admit i was part of that story too because you know what happened to me 20 years ago got me run out of philadelphia and and, and sent to cleveland and uh we're going to talk a little bit about cleveland later but of course you know it, it's a situation where right now i remember back then you know, John Spagnola came in one day in the off-season, off-season workout, and, and Spag had his suit on. Now, Spag is, you know, a very intelligent guy, went to Yale, played ball for Yale for a number of years, played tight end for the Eagles. You know, and, and, and Buddy Ryan said to Spag, okay, where you been or where you going or whatever. And Spag said to him that he had a meeting with his boss. Buddy Ryan's response was, I'm your damn boss. 
Now, now here it is. As, a, as an athlete, you are taught to, to set priorities and, and to get yourself in line uh, and be prepared for your post-career once your football career is over with. You know, you got a guy in the offseason. Spag at that time was working someplace on Wall Street. I was in business for myself. And, you know, here are a couple guys trying to prepare for themselves. And it was, it was held against us because they felt as if, no, football should be your number one priority. You know, here's a guy, Jason Taylor, who, again, Jason has mentioned that he would be interested in an acting career. So he's doing some things in the offseason. He's never been a guy you ever worried about being in shape, showing up on time, ready to go play ball. And he's being penalized for it. You got new you got young players now. You got guys like that act like you, Chad Johnson, Mr. Fan Man, you know, who's trying to prepare for, I guess, his, you know, post career. So he's trying to create an exit strategy for himself with all his antics. And it's backfired on him. You know, they just want you to play football, to concentrate as a football player, to be the best well, football hey, player hey, you well, can from while you're playing. From a perspective, you have to understand something, that they elected to play football. Jason Taylor elected to play football. He's very, very good at it. But then on the other side of the fence, they're paying him a lot of money, and he's going out and he's trying to get acting gigs for his post-career so he can make more money. And, I mean, he could be injured on the first uh, play of the first game in the season. So he's looking down the road. I think Purcells uh, and some of these coaches should give a little bit of, little bit of latitude there. Let them, let, them, you know, let them start to do other things because you, you know as well as I do, and you know better than anybody because you played the game, that you, know, you can get hurt and your career is finished. You're over and done with. So he's you're, trying to protect himself, and if, as long as he's in shape, as long as he can play the game as well as he does, and he continues to play the game that well, I don't see what the big stink about it is. Well, I, I really it, it's becoming you know, a thing, Jackson, listen, it's becoming a thing. I mean, you got run out of town. What were you run out of town for? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's always point. about money. Many times it's always about money, you know. And, and then again, Buddy Ryan came in, and Buddy wanted to establish, you know, himself and, and, and the players to – to respect him. Hell, Buddy never said anything to me. The first thing Buddy Ryan ever said to me when he took over for Marion Campbell was, Todd Bell wants your job. And my response to Buddy Ryan was, well, why does he want my job? There's 31 other jobs out there. Why the hell does he want mine? You know, and Todd was one of my right. best friends. We played ball together, you know, so right. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything where I knew Todd wanted my job. I knew perhaps maybe Buddy wanted Todd to come to Philadelphia and play strong safety. Really, 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 the bottom line is Buddy didn't like you. See, well, Buddy, it was Buddy, time for Buddy it was really t- knew who you were because you used to kick uh, his ass in Chicago and kill Walter Payton on the field, and he saw that. So he already knew that you were a good football player. So was it a personality decision? Or no, was I, it that, he, that, that you thought you were better than Buddy Ryan? Well, it's like this. Just like this, this particular decision is being made. This Jason Taylor decision is being made. It's not even being made by the head coach. You know, many times it's the people upstairs. And Parcells is not the head coach. The people upstairs are perhaps maybe made this decision that Jason Taylor's got to go. You know, but the thing about it is I think that these, when there are young men that are good professionals, this man is a good professional, I think he deserves the right to be treated like a professional. And so handle it like a professional and speak to the media with truth you know, I went to uh, Harry well, they Gamble. Never do that. They never speak to the media about you. Well, I went to Harry Gamble, who was a great professional at the time, and I asked him, you know, hey, hey, coach, come on now. I- I've known you since you first got here. You know, uh, at that time, you know, when when he first got there, you know, you know, Coach Harry was was not a coach. He was somebody basically just as an assistant to Dick Vermeil. You know, and so you know, I thought that I could go to him, and I asked, hey, coach, are they trying to trade me? Am I going to be traded? He said to me, there was no intimate trade. You know 
being right. in place. So basically, he kept his mouth shut. He knew there was. That's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. So, but I wasn't traded. I was cut. I mean, you were it, cut. You know, yeah, you were and, and that's what point. I don't want. You know, these kind of things that happen to a decent person like Jason Taylor. Them, you don't need to cut the man. You don't need to treat him like this. You know, when he's been with you all this time, I mean, I'm sure he could have, he could have held out a year, said he wanted more money. He could have demanded a trade. He didn't do that. So I just think there's a time where you know players, certain players. If they're giving you that kind of respect and they're upholding your game and your standard, they're not diminishing your brand because we talked about that before, mm-hmm. you know, then you should treat them like that. You know, coaches many times, and I, and I don't know if all coaches are treated in the same way either. Sometimes the coaches, but when coaches are cut, when coaches are fired, coaches get paid. When players are cut and, 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 and things of that nature, they don't get their money. That money that's remained on the contract, those players don't get that That's money. right. When the coach gets fired, they pay him out. I mean, they pay Dennis Green another. When the Cardinals fired Dennis Green, uh, Dennis Green got paid another $6 million or thereabouts in, in, in compensation for sitting on his ass and doing stupid Coors beer commercials. Well, you guys, hey, hey, listen, you know, you had a winner in town and you got rid of him. Buddy Ryan came here years ago and told you guys, hey, you got a winner in town. Buddy Ryan, what Buddy Ryan did, Buddy Ryan's a sore loser. Basically what he did, when I watched that game, it was in December, the Cardinals were losing, and it was three minutes to go or two minutes to go, whatever it was, and he walked off the field. And the players are still on the field, he walked right off the field. Well, I'm not. I'm listening. Right on television, everybody was watching it, and he was fired immediately the the following day. Well, I'm not. I'm not even going to give Buddy two more seconds of my time. What I am going to do, though, I, you know, I, I, I started to talk a little bit about, you know, teams who go from worst to first, you know, and and I think that's just, you have to attribute that to the coaching, you have to attribute that to upper management, but you also have to attribute that to the players' commitment in the offseason in their programs. Well, if you look at the NBA Finals, you got the Lakers that they weren't doing that well over the years. They had Phil Jackson, great great coach, and then they had a lot of squabbling on that team with Kobe Bryant and with Shaq, and they got rid of Shaq, and then there was more squabbling last year with Kobe Bryant, whatever he was complaining about, and I guess Phil Jackson uh, and settled that down, and now they're a group of, uh, they're, they're a team. It's not about Kobe Bryant anymore, and when he won the most valuable player in the NBA just two, three weeks ago, he said it was for the team, well, which, was, which was, I think, a part of Phil Jackson, because Phil Jackson coached the Bulls to all those NBA championships, and I think that he, he finally got this nucleus together to say, you guys are really good, and he motivated them, and that's where they're at today. Well, that's one thing about it. I told you, I think it's a combination. You know, it, it has to be coaching, it has to be uh, great players, and, and the great players have to make a commitment, you know, in the offseason, and, and speaking of the offseason... Uh, I have a, a friend who's called in, you know, uh, a guy who used to play ball with me at, at, as a tight end with the Philadelphia Eagles and also when they were not the Arizona Cardinals, but when they were the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, John Good. And John's on the line. In fact, John's doing some things up in Cleveland uh, with uh, with Troy Smith, who's on the team that not quite yet last in, in overall, but at the bottom, and, and they're going to have some do some things to turn their program around, but I think... Uh, Troy and those guys up in Cleveland are doing some other good things. Hey, hey, John, you on the line with us? Yeah, I'm here, right? Hey, doing? how you doing there, man? Hey, John, fan man. Hey, John, that's a, that's a number one co-host in the world, fan man. Did you hear him say hello to you there? Uh, no, I, I didn't hear him. But how you doing, brother? <laughs> hey, John, how you doing? Good, hey, good. Hey, hey John, let me tell you a little bit about fan man. Fan man is, uh, he is, without a doubt, he is a prototype fan that was in the 700 level back in the day. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was the guy throwing the snowballs at Santa Claus. In, that, that's him, place. man. He's a transplant from Philadelphia, and they got him out here in uh, Arizona, and now he's found his way down to California. I think he's just traveling around the world. That's how he becomes the number one fan in the world. Uh, hey. But he, he certainly is, uh, man, he's something to write home about. And speaking of writing home, man, uh, it's, I understand some things are happening back there at home. What's going on? Talk to me. Hey, uh, a lot of good things are happening, uh, we're putting together a uh, golf outing to benefit our youth football organization. It's uh, it's called the Cleveland Muni uh, Football League. It's the second largest league in the country. We we have over four thousand boys and girls who participate in our our football program. With uh, starts at six years of age all the way up to uh, to fifteen, and we have cheerleaders. And there's twenty six organizations, over a hundred teams. And, hey John, uh, one thing about with the kids. Hey John, one thing about that is you know people don't understand you know why people are just so serious and so fanatical about football. And but but you just mentioned the age at which it starts back there. You know you got young men at six years old, and I understand there's been some pretty good football players that are in the National Football League now that were part of your program. Tell me a couple of those names that are playing ball now that were part of that program. Yeah, we got. Uh Guys, about six or seven guys in the NFL right now, uh, notably Troy Smith, uh, Dante Whitner, uh, Pierre Woods, to name a few. Uh, we got roughly about 15 to 20 in uh, Division One football and, you know, quite a few in Division Two and Division Three. So is this something that uh, you, you mentioned Troy's name, you know, of course, uh the Ohio State University Heisman Trophy <laughs> winner, Troy yes, Smith. Yes, yes, uh, Yeah, I had to, you know, that, I had to say it the right way. Don't forget about the guy who won the Heisman, too, from our league, Desmond Howard. Oh. He went to that school up north, though. See, we don't even want to talk about that. That's not permitted on this show. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we, we don't even permit those things. You know, you have to stop after alphabets. You know, you can't, there's no, you know, we skip that and you go Did straight you to O. But anyway, you know, you mentioned that, and uh, you know, is this something that Troy's kind of giving back on this thing? Tell me about that. Yeah, Troy has his own foundation, and uh, we've been uh, blessed enough to uh, been chosen by Troy to uh, benefit from his foundation in this golf outing uh, event. Uh, Troy's uh, also doing uh, numerous amounts of things uh, in the community. Uh, just giving back to those uh, that helped him be the man that he is today. He attributes all that to his success as being a uh, Heisman Trophy winner and uh, uh, a very productive uh, college player and also uh, a national champion as well. Well, I'll I tell you what, I, I think the young man has, has done a fine job in the past, but uh, I know he's going to have some competition this year uh, in Baltimore. I can only imagine what that might feel like to be, you know, a, a quarterback or any position player on a team and then they draft somebody at your position uh in the first round have you got a chance to talk to troy because i, I want to get troy on the line i want to talk to him about that have you talked to him about that lately i haven't talked to him about that specifically but just knowing the type of guy that he is uh troy welcomes those types of challenges uh you know you draft a guy uh, number one at your position you know and i know right all you do is you work that much harder and you pay that much closer uh, that much attention to detail and working on yourself so that when you go to camp, you can compete at the highest level. And uh, for Troy, the road that he has, he's had to blaze in order to accomplish what he's accomplished in his life to where he is, uh, that's nothing new for him. You know, well, I'll tell you what, John, city, I'm going you know, to ask you to... 
I'm going to ask uh, you to hold on, John. I'm going to have to ask you to hold on for a second and, and finish that on the other side of the break. When you hear that music, we got to take a commercial break. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And, of course, we got John Good, too, former tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles and St. Louis Cardinals. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And, uh, of course, we have former Philadelphia Eagle tight end and also St. Louis Cardinals tight end John Good on the phone with us. And, uh, John, we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, about Troy Smith and, and what's happening with Troy, but I also know that there is uh, perhaps maybe one of Troy's teammates who, who may end up uh, coming in there and participating. Uh, is, is Ted uh, scheduled to come in? Yeah, Ted, uh, Ted will be here. Ted, uh, again, Jr. will be here. Uh, Dante Whitner will be here. Um, Anthony Gonzalez will also be here. And uh, we tentatively have uh, A.J. Hawk showing up as well. So 
Uh, we've got some guys. Uh, Ohio State will be well represented, Ray. Well, that, that's and, good, man. Uh, I, I certainly know, we're going. We're looking forward to having a great time. Well, I, I certainly uh, appreciate the fact that the Buckeyes are giving back, man. That's just something that yeah. we've always done, and and I, I hope to be back there to participate as well. Listen, we've got our East Coast correspondent Jeff Mosher on the phone. Jeff is uh, actually out there in Philadelphia with those guys. I think they're going through OTAs now too. Hey, Jeff, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Ray. Hey, what's happening? How's it going? Oh man, it's going good in the valley. It's always a beautiful day, man. Uh, how are the guys out there? Are they sweating? Uh, are they sweating bullets? Or are they uh, anticipating getting back on the field? What are they? What's going on in Philadelphia? Well, they got on the field today and almost had perfect attendance, even though it's voluntary. But the one guy who wasn't here is making headlines all off season, and that's Lito Shepard. And uh, he decided to not show up on the first day, and that might speak volumes about where he and the organization are at right now. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, see, you said it speaks volumes. Now, there, there's some stuff going on down the, well, down the I road. Said it might, I said it might speak volumes. Yeah, I understand. I said it, it might. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but, but there's some stuff going on down the road from you, and that is, uh, you know, down there in Washington and uh, with the Redskins. And I know uh, uh, Laundry, the, the, the great uh, safety they got back there in Sean Springs, uh, they didn't come in. Now, I mentioned something mm-hmm. before you got on the line there, Jeff, and I think Johnny was a part of this team with me back in the day. You know, and, and Buddy Ryan had, I think Buddy might have been one of the first to start with these called, what we called, uh, voluntary, mandatory mini camps. <laughs> and, right, right. You, you know, it was a thing whereas, okay, you didn't have to come, but you better come. Okay. Right, right. And, and Zorn is kind of saying, okay, if Sean uh, Springs and the Landry didn't show up, you know, he doesn't want to say the wrong thing because they may have a legitimate reason, but he wants to know why. Now, uh, what I want to know, if a guy's just taking over as a new head coach, and you know he's coming in. And, and, and mandatory voluntary practices is something different than just being there in the offseason every day because he wants to see you because there are many guys that are out of town. Should it be held against these guys? And, Jeff, I want you to weigh in first, and then, John, I want you to weigh in. And, fan, man, I want, of course, you to get a fan's opinion. But, Jeff, should it make a difference if Lido's not there or not? To the head coach? Well, yeah, to the head coach until uh, how he's – uh, you know, in terms of how he's endeared or not endeared yeah. by the team. Well, I mean, there's really, uh, if you, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, Lito knows this defense better than anybody, and he's been here for, uh, you know, more than four or five years now. So, I exactly. mean, I don't know what great benefit he gets by coming up to a voluntary workout and running plays in the playbook. But you have veterans talking about how important it is to, um, you know, your two teammates you got to get to know, you got to chemistry you have to develop, and, you know, you only get but so many practices, and this is a building block. So if you if you do consider these voluntary camps as a building block toward the season, which many players and coaches do, then um, I, I guess I can see a coach having a right to be a little upset about a guy not being here. I mean, there's more to it. I think when you talk about any average player or regular anybody who misses a mini camp because he doesn't want to, that's fine. There's a little bit more to it than this situation than just a guy not wanting to show up, though, you know. This is a, a, a perceived contract dispute, and not even that, but under understanding where, where Lito's role on the team is ever since his job was kind of handed to Asante Samuel. Okay, Mr. Good. Mr. Good, you want to weigh in on that, uh, you know, from a player's perspective? Well, you know, to, for me, you know, OTAs is, uh, is, 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 uh, is a bunch of garbage. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind coming and participating in, in, in practice, and uh, studying film during off season, but you know, Ray, uh, we we've been playing football for a long time, and for us, it's not rocket science. 
you know, it's, it, I think it's just a, a device that the, the, the organizations use to monitor players, to keep their time uh, managed so that they can keep their hands on them. Uh, and then on the other hand, just like when I, I, I just came back from Puerto Rico to the, from the retired players convention, and the biggest issue that a lot of players have is the lack of time that we get to develop our skills during the off season to compete in the world when we finish with our playing days because our careers are not that long as it is. So these OTAs just slow, slows down that, that progress. But the right, but the, the, the organizations have a right to, to ask you to, to uh, come and participate, and then it's up to you if you want to do so or not. Unfortunately, when, uh, when your contract is up, uh, that, that, that plays a big role in how much press you get, where you are in your contract uh, situation. Okay, now let's hear, let's hear from a fan's perspective. Fan man? I mean, does it make a difference to you? I think that uh, Leo Shepard has done a lot for the Philadelphia Eagles over the past four or five years. He's a great defensive player. He's played his heart out for the team. He's done everything he's supposed to do, and now they're in a contract dispute. From the fan's point of view, the way I feel is that this guy could go out into the voluntary training camp and get hurt. And um, I feel that exactly. you know, he has given a lot to the, a lot to the, a lot to that organization, and they should respect him and 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 get this out of the way and get him on the field. Now, apparently, from what everybody you know, everybody's saying that you know the, the possibility of him being uh, you know being let go, and that's probably what he's thinking. Why should I show up if they don't have any respect to sit down and talk with me? From the fans' point of view, from my point of view, I love Leo Shepard. I think he's a great football player, and that you know he should be re- well respected and taken care of. And if they're not going to do it, why should he go on the field and possibly get hurt? Hey, Jeff, I'm going to give this question to you. You know, you're somebody, you know, you cover the game, you know, every day. You're dealing with the players every day. You know, they're spending more time, these OTAs, now they, because of the fact they have these, they're spending more time on the field than we used to spend back in the day when John and I played. Are you seeing a better product? I mean, what's the purpose of these OTAs? Because I'm going to throw this one out to you. Don't put a guy like Mike Quick in front of a camera to get him to talk about it because the less amount of time, the least amount of time that you feel that you spend on a, as Allen Iverson says, practice, practice on a (laughs) practice field, you know, the better you'll be. You know, Mike never came to training camp. Every year it, was a, it wasn't a contract dispute. It was just a little bit more rest for him. And him and Jaws and him and Randall were always on the same page. Are you seeing a better – are you covering every day you see? Are you seeing a better product? Uh, no. I mean, I, I just I, – well, the first statement you made was that you guys have less time on the field than there are were now. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't training camps a lot longer uh, and preseasons a lot longer back when you played than they are now? Yeah, yeah. The, the training camp. Well, let me say this: there's always been the four preseason games, but you know, sometimes some teams would come in. You know, Dick Vermeil may bring his team a little earlier than some other people, but it, you know, there's a. I think there may be a week or two more. You may be right about that. Right. Well, but I guess I, what I'm saying is I understand your point. I don't think that Lito Shepard participating in this OTA is going to make a difference in his career or this season that he's going to have, uh, or him missing it is going to really affect him any. I just felt that he's been at every single one, so there's obviously a statement that was being made in this because the last time they all convened for minicamp, he was here because he, he could have been fined if he wasn't, and the coaches were trying to say how this is going to work out. This is going to be Asante Samuel, Lito Shepard, and Sheldon Brown, three very, very good you know, cornerbacks. They're all going to make it work. And you know, Lito, was see, you know, back, back then, was saying, well, you know, they're saying that we'll see what happens, and then he doesn't show up for OTA, and he's the only guy not to show up. 
you have everybody showing up except for this guy and then another reserve lineman, which wasn't as big of a deal. But that, that's my point here is that there's a little bit of a, a message and a statement and there's some uncertainty about whether he is going to be on the team for the long haul this season. It's not really about the OTA. It's about what does this mean as far as Lito's status with the team right now and right. how it pertains to being in September. Right, I got you. Hey, listen, guys, our time has run out. You know, I think that... Uh, What's going on down there in Washington is a little different when it comes to Sean Springs. We want to continue to pray for his dad, Ron Springs. Uh, John Good, again, you're having that golf tournament. That golf tournament is going to be in Cleveland when? Uh, it's on June 16th. starts at 11 o'clock. It's on a Monday. That's right after Father's Day. All your listeners that can uh, come and attend, please join us. It's going to be a great time. Hey, we thank you for joining us, John. I'll talk to you soon. As hey, always, I hate to do this, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.